This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get it, get it, get it! Run for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Happy Friday to you, Michael Phillips, MP on the Mike 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM Worldwide on the free Odyssey app. Getting you ready for a big weekend, folks. There are no small weekends between now and when we crown a national champion in a few weeks. Uh, UVA leading the charge with a big, big game against North Carolina tomorrow. John Paul Jones Arena, 4 o'clock. Uh, we've got Davidson coming to the Robin Center to take on Richmond. Little Salem Madness down in Salem getting started already. Randolph Macon barely survives their opener. 71-68 over Shenandoah yesterday. Nobody better to chat college hoops with than our guy Gary Hess, sports director, 910 The Fan. What's up? What's happening, man? Happy Friday. You know, we love having you on for Friday fun at 1015. This isn't this isn't fun. This is ser- this is a serious business portion right. of the show. I don't know if right. you're up the, for that the, or not. The fun part's the next segment. <laughs> I don't know if you're up for that or not. Um you 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 were you mentioned to me, like I, I hope you mentioned that on the air, and I said, Yeah, I mean I that was wild that Shenandoah gave gave the Jackets a run for their money you in the opener. Don't mess with those kids from Shenandoah. You never man. know. You never ever know. You know, and it, how how often do you see it where you have you know, think about Randolph Macon is a team that, that wins year in and year out. They're fifteen and one in the league. They've won fourteen in a row. Uh, they're twenty-two and three. The big win against Hampton Sydney. Yeah, big big win against Hampton Sydney. You know, and 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 how often do you see the teams like that struggle in that one-eight game in the quarterfinals of a tournament? You see it a lot, and but they found a way to win, and now the you know now it'll they'll be they should handle Washington and Lee on Saturday, and then we'll see if it's a 
If it's like the well, rubber match, well, with, rematch time. Yeah, rubber match with Ham Sydney on Sunday. So. Yeah, Hampton Sydney's rolling as well. It, that's uh, that's the UR to the Sweet Sixteen problem from a few years ago. Hampton Sydney having like this all time great season by their standards. Right, living in that shadow though. You're always living in that shadow. And it's so funny because they beat them the first time. And you think, oh, get the season sweep. No. No. <laughs> don't make it happen. None of that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and I knew Hampton Sydney was going to, you know, Hampton Sydney, if you go back to the season opener, they played Christopher Newport in season opener, seeing you the defending national champ, top two scores back. Yep. And they played in Farmville, and Hampton Sydney won by 25. Yeah. And that was like, oh, okay. They got a team. Oh, okay. Okay, we got and a team. So it is. Um, I'd love to see, you know, round three. I think they're both, regardless of what happens in Salem, I think they're both going to be hosts for the first two rounds of the D3 tournament. Agreed. Uh, we'll settle this in Salem, though. That's, that's, right. a, that, that's what a conference tournament's for. Settle it in Salem, man. Get get, get on the bus. Get down 81. Yeah, let's let's get, that, get that settled. Yeah, the Salem Civic Center will have a little life to it on Sunday if it's making Sydney round three. You'll appreciate this. This was always my most awkward call of the year every year because, you know, it's, it, when I was working as the editor at the Times-Dispatch, the sports editor because you know we want somebody to cover that but it's a busy weekend also like everybody else is playing too and so you know we got mark berman our guy down there in roanoke and they're like hey uh hey mark you uh you're gonna drop by salem on sunday what, what are you doing sunday only if we've got a local team oh well you know we'd really really love it could, of local really love it if you come pick up uh our, our local team hampton sydney that's that's closer to you how about you cover the odak tournament instead of virginia tech for one game mike young would love that it's uh he he, he he's a he's a women's basketball writer more than a men's basketball right. writer these days they're they're humming uh college cool. game day in blacksburg this weekend they are the women's so basketball. fun that Kenny Brook, I, I just think the world of Kenny Brooks is absolutely, a coach, and they are so fun to watch. They are so fun to watch. And North Carolina on Sunday, ESPN is going to be there. College game day for the women. It's Senior Day. It, senior Day doesn't have any meaning anymore because everybody can ring an extra year out of everything they do. But we think it's the end of the line, right? For Kitley Amore, uh, that that class. That it's is, like wh- what will happen first? Will they turn thirty or will they <laughs> stop playing college hoops? <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. But uh, it is you, you're right. Senior Day is so hard to keep track of anymore. It's like, well, who's got eligibility left. Yeah, and in football, there's that weird, like, you have to make the decision. Like, are you going to right. participate in Senior Day before you know if it's actually your final game like or not? Like in Chapel Hill. Is this really it for Armando Baycott? Armando Baycott is in the Perry Ellis Hall of Fame now. <laughs> like, that, he's still there? Like, we know he's still there. But, like, in a couple of weeks, that will be the main national storyline. Is like, everybody wake up and be like, wait a second, he's still there? <laughs> he... He won the like, I'm trying to remember him playing at Trinity Episcopal, but it was so long ago. I think he wore the short shorts <laughs> back, back in his Trinity days. Oh, my gosh. So it is uh, – yeah, it's um, – and it's funny because Coach Chris and I in high school football have – and that's really where they only have four years, you know, have guys that it's like, really, they're still there? Yeah. They're, they're still there? And so – but these guys, it's like five, six, seven years. It's nuts. And is, isn't there like a quarterback that, at UT San Antonio or somewhere that's going to have an eighth year or something? Uh, the Miami tight end is going to have his ninth year. That's That's, that's, the, that's the high water mark. Uh, ninth. Ni- ninth year of college football. Uh, why not? Hey, 
Hey, lots of people go to college for nine years. They're called doctors. <laughs> That's right. Or <laughs> <laughs> lawyers. He, so the, the Miami kid who's at his ninth year has his master's degree already, but like doesn't want to go for the doctorate because that actually like takes a lot of work. So he's in like post-master's studies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we I'll, need to let's I could, I'd love to be in that meeting. We need to make something up for our ninth year tight end. What can we what can we offer him? It's college football playoff expansion versus number of years you can be in school as oh they continue as they continue to expand it's the playoff. Yeah, that more and more teams coming in. Before we leave women's basketball though, Caitlin Clark last night sold out Assembly Hall and Indiana beat him. Uh, Indiana won 86-69. the clamps on Caitlin They Clark. did. They, they did. You know, you, you know you're good when you use the phrase, they held her to 24 points. They did. They did. It, it, like, you know you're good when you're getting triple teamed. Right. At any point during a basketball game. That, right. That's a sign you're good. Yeah. That's... <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's when you know something's going well here. Well, you know, it, I, what kills me is, you know, it's like, hey, but she takes 40 shots a game. Well, you know, if you were Caitlin Clark's coach, you'd tell her to take 40 shots a game. No, too. I'd tell her to take 50. I'd exactly. tell her to take 60. It, it was the great Jay Gruden line. You, you know why? Because the next one is always going in. Always. It's Caitlin Clark. It's of course right. it is. She's great. She could be in that three-point contest with Steph Curry next year. That's right. going to be a show. I believe that when I played basketball, and I was terrible. Oh. The next one's always going There's in. There's no correlation between how good you are and how much belief you have that the next shot's exactly. going in. <laughs> the next shot's always going in. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Uh, UVA taking on North Carolina tomorrow. Um, here's the sea change for me that I just realized, so I'm looking at the schedule. 4 o'clock ESPN. That's their second biggest time slot of the week. Uh, the 6 o'clock game is the game day game. The, right. The 4 o'clock game and then the 8 o'clock game after that. And they held that one TBA until just uh, about a week ago. Those are their primo time slots. Yeah. Next week, 6 o'clock primo game against Duke and Cameron. Um when ESPN's writing out these schedules, they want Duke and they want UNC. I think UVA's the third team they want now in the ACC. I don't think there's a team they want to put on TV more than UVA. And, and you know what's it, that's what, crazy given how unwatchable they were, at least in national perception, very recently. Oh, and you know, it's so funny because a lot of people on a national basis, you know, fans here. No, you know, it's a different thing. But on a national basis, even when they were national championship good, they were like, oh, I don't want Virginia Absolutely. to be in Minneapolis because yep. they're so terrible to watch. Yep. It's awful. It's awful. But I think back to that national championship run, and, you know, the both games in the Final Four, the Purdue game and the Elite Eight, forget the way the Purdue game finished. That, that team was a little different because they had guys that could fill it up. Um, I mean, that's why they won the national championship. But... That team was a little more entertaining to watch than some of the UVA teams in the past. I think it's a star-driven situation when yeah. ESPN's thinking about who. I think Tony Bennett's a star. Yeah. I think he's just a bona fide, like you see him on TV, but ah, that's Tony Bennett. I know Tony Bennett. He's cool. Uh, well, th there just aren't a lot of those in the ACC the anymore. The proof is, I mean, records don't lie. You are what your record says you are, and they have been... You know, top four, top three in the ACC for over a decade now. 13 seasons of 12 wins or more, only Kay and Roy. Those are the only other two who have done it. Or was it Kay and Dean? I think it was Kay and Dean. Um, either way, he, either way, he's when in the jo club. When you join that he's club, that's club. a good – any club that is only you and Coach K and either Dean, Dean Smith and or Roy Williams, um, that's a good club. That's a club I want to be in. Exactly. Uh, so. Final four games for UVA. UNC and Duke, who are both – 
probably better than them. Boston College and Georgia Tech, who are both definitively worse than them. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now. Bring it. I told Adam this on Wednesday, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I so, – so first of all, I love Virginia's chances to beat Carolina tomorrow. I do too. Um, you know, Carolina is great – but they have depth issues. I mean, if if you have if somebody in that starting five, they don't have a lot coming off the bench that's going <laughs> to scare you. So I like Virginia's chances, but I love Virginia's chances to lose at Boston College. UVA is a hundred percent going to go two and two in that stretch, and it won't be the two you think it is, right. and it won't be the other two you think. Let me it tell you, is. when you play Carolina. <laughs> And then you have Duke to look forward to, and you have to go to Chestnut Hill. Yep, on a whatever it is Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Uh nine p.m. tip. Out and there. a nine p.m. Well, nine p.m. Tip, tip in Chestnut. What could possibly go wrong? Chestnut Hill will always uh, trigger a memory for me. They play it, essentially. It's a, hockey, a college hockey stadium, right? Where they roll a basketball court out from time to time. Right. So I cover the game there. You know, I, I love going up there because you're in Boston, so it's a, it's a good trip. Right. Um, right after the game, they start tearing down the court. They start putting the hockey ice out. Um, my we were newly married, my wife and I at the time, and we were looking at houses and. Uh, she had gone to look at a house. She's like, I really like it. I said, awesome. I'll go look at it Monday. Uh, my, my good friend Dave, Dave Seibert, shout out Dave. He's our realtor. Um, he calls. He said, look, if you want to buy the house, you got to buy it today. Like, the house isn't going to be there Monday. I'm like, well, I'm in Boston. He goes, okay. <laughs> Not my problem. It's your problem. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm watching him. Put, this is a you problem. This is a you problem. <laughs> watching him put the hockey. I said, do you, do you like the house? Said, yeah, it's a nice house. To my wife, do you like the house? Yeah, I like the house. All right, well. Buy the house then. So that's how I bought a house I, I hadn't set foot in. Wow. <laughs> and what did you think? We're, uh, we, we're still there 12, okay, 12 so, years later. Okay, so that's that's a good thing. I think when I think of hockey arenas and basketball, I think back decades. I filled in on the University of Richmond Network in 1991. Okay. And we they played Siena, which is in Albany. That's a color. That's not a school. You're making this up. Huh? <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Siena. And, um, yeah, so they go to Siena, which is played in Knickerbocker Arena, which is the home of the Albany River Rats. Wow. That's a name. Team. That's a name. And they didn't take the ice up. They just put the basketball floor oh, on no. top of the ice. Is this a UVA-Michigan State situation? No, it was not Bambi on ice, okay. which is what <laughs> Pete Gillen called it. Pete Gillen. Uh, no, it was not that. Okay. We got to halftime. I couldn't feel my feet. It was cold. It was. <laughs> it, I woke up and it snowed 14 inches. And, you know, and I had two pairs of socks on, but with the ice right just this far from my feet, I got to halftime. My feet were numb. <laughs> Richmond lost by thirty. Uh, it was not a memorable trip. Uh, no, but uh, but here we here we are still remembering all these years later. All right, you're gonna hang around because we, yeah. we haven't even talked to VCU. All right, more with Gary after this. Gary has Michael Phillips taking you around Richmond on a Friday morning. You're listening to nine ten The Fan now one zero five one FM. Ten eighteen, Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic Friday morning, Friday fun with our guy Gary Hess. Gary, always love having you on board. Um, phone lines open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. If you have something you can add to this segment, although I don't know what you could add to, 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 to us two rambling back and forth for for ten minutes as we do on Friday. All right, we didn't get to VCU in the last segment. VCU home game uh, on Sunday. I love the Sunday matinee after football's over. St. Joseph's. Uh, they're out right now in terms of an at-large bid. 
That's how I'm. That's how I'm seeing this. I don't think there's a path back in. Do you want to disagree with me? Because lots no, of people. No, I do. don't. I think the. You know, we talked about this several weeks ago. I think the only way the A10 gets two teams is the is the is if Dayton loses in in yeah Dayton's in Brooklyn. In. Dayton's in. I don't think the Spiders have a path in anymore. I don't think VCU's got a path anymore. Which opens up the very scary possibility. And you and I both agree UVA's in, but they could get out. It's 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 UVA. Yeah, UVA I, I love you. UVA, UVA is in for now. In until further notice. <laughs> That's right. um, JMU may have to win the Sun Belt, which is totally unfair. Um, in his nonsense, poppycock uh, is is what I say about that. By the uh, way, Michigan State <laughs> has not helped them a lot since November. Yeah. You know, and, and yet they're going to go on a run and make the Sweet Sixteen. You beat Michigan State. You would think that mm, would help, and then yeah. they just keep losing. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility, I would bet against it, there's a possibility we go over in this year's tournament, which is scary to think about. Uh, I, I think I think we'll end up with two. That's that's my gut right I now. I think UVA will make it. I'd love to yeah. see VCU or Richmond win that tournament. I got the, JMU as my second. The, and the other team that could enter the, the fray is... Is uh, I'll go off the radar for you. Oh. Norfolk State is one of the contenders you know, in the ev- MIAC. Every year, every year, put Norfolk State on the board as a potential MIAC winner. See in Dayton. We right. could. What if we had a Dayton with both JMU and Norfolk State? That would be interesting. We could take the show up to Dayton. Uh, Dayton, Dayton in early March. That's everybody's dream. By the way, JMU fans uh, enjoy this because I'm not sure Mark Byington's going to be the coach there next year. Um, because he would get a better job. Correct. Well. They they go through that a lot out there. Yes, uh, just, they do. Just normally, it, they're the, uh, used football. to that exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, all right, so so VCU, um, Virginia Tech at Pitts, the other one we'll put on the board. Uh, Hokies obviously scrapping scrapping for their life. Very nice win over UVA, but it's going to take more than that. It's going to be a fascinating game because uh, Pitt has been was red hot on a heater, and Virginia felt the effects of that in Charlottesville, yep. and then they that ended. And so now they're back at home and ready to start a new streak. So the Hokies are in a tough spot there. At the very minimum, would love for Richmond to win the regular season A-10 to get them into the NIT because that's a team that would love to be in the NIT. That's a positive NIT situation. For that. I think I, I want to think this through before I say it. I think if the season ended right now, Chris Mooney would have to be the Atlantic 10 Coach of the Year. How could he not? Because it, that – that award is often expectations versus performance. Right. Surely nobody did better than ten to two or ten to one. Right. Like, that's a nine nine. Ten, as it sits now, I guess swing. they're one because they beat they're one, Loyola. Right. They're one right now because right? they beaten Loyola. Um, Tony Skin uh, Mason, I love him. He's done oh. a great job. He's not the guy, but but like he's second place in my vote. Tony Skin has done a great job, and you know I love having Mason relevant again. I, I, I do too. And you know what's interesting? Kim English had a part in that. But when the day Kim English got hired at George Mason, you knew it wasn't going to be long because he was considered a rising star. star. On the rise, Tony Skin is a is a George Mason guy, and um, you know I think he's ha- not that if he wins huge, he wouldn't go to a higher level. But that's not a guy that's like viewing Mason as a stepping stone job. Say that again, but with Mike Rhodes and VCU, <laughs> you know it just after Mike Rhodes bouncing, I'm. 
I don't think anybody will ever stay anywhere. Right. Like that that was that was because that was the whole reason he was hired. There were better candidates, but he was the guy who was going to stay. Everybody wants stability after Will Wade. He didn't stay. Nobody's ever going to stay. I right. just um, there are no Mark Fews out there. I've I've become cynical on the except matter. for Mark Few. There's one Mark Few out there. <laughs> I, right. What he sees in Spokane, Washington, I promise you, the rest of us do not see <laughs> in Spokane, Washington. That's not a uh, that's not charming Seattle, Washington. Right, that's, right, right. That that's armpit so, rural Washington. The um, you know, I'm not um. I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying he's not staying. I'm just saying he's not looking to leave. No. like Kim English was, and, and Kim English had a national reputation. Uh, his skin does. He's going to have to win consistently for a few years to get on that radar as well, which right. I think he can there. Right, I think he can too. And but it's it, from George Mason's standpoint, they got to be thrilled to have somebody there who clearly loves and is invested mm-hmm. in George Mason. Doesn't mean he's going to stay forever, but you know, George Mason's somewhere he wants to be. No doubt. Exactly. Um so Awan and I got into an argument at the end of the show yesterday. He wants to expand the NCAA to 96 teams, and I couldn't be more against it. Uh be, his logic was you'll get more of these A10 teams in, and I explained to him what you'll actually get is more bad Big 12 teams in at the end of the year. If the A10 wants more teams, they need to play better. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm with you on that. You know, sometimes, you know, and I think the four-team football playoff needed to be expanded. Um, the But 68 works. The only thing I would consider, the only thing I would yeah. consider is going from 68 to 72 and having all the 16s and all the 11s Play have four play in have have play ins on every line instead of having half the elevens and half the sixteens be play ins. Yeah, I want I want some insurance that mid majors are going to be included in that though because this is just going to end up with coaches who should be fired getting getting right. reprieves because right. they they got in. Um, this is wild. Uh, I thought we were past this. Uh, Davidson's women's basketball team has forfeited its game tomorrow against Fordham because too many of the players are sick to play the game. Well, how about, really? How about that? That's so, so. We're a couple weeks away from the four-year anniversary of COVID, um, and we're still we're still doing this, and that's insane. But you know, did they say they it all says, had COVID, or no, did it just said they're sick? It actually specifically says due to non-COVID health and safety protocol, they're right. just they're just sick. Right. But like back in the day, that you didn't do that. Back right. in the day, they were just coughing on Fordham for for sixty minutes, and then everybody <laughs> either that went, or the walk-ons were playing. <laughs> <laughs> walk on day uh, are you on campus and can shoot a jump shot do you believe the shot can go in right. did you play youth basketball when you were eight come on down come on down let's go the uh you know the thing of it is i will say and i'm not defending davidson here when i say this but it's everywhere yes stomach flu flu some oh. covid everything i mean it's everywhere the the school we get um we, we've gotten two communications from our school uh, one from the head office, like the principal level, which is like, please, we're, we're falling behind on our attendance goals. Please make sure your kids come to school. And two from the teachers who are like, your kids are sick. Don't bring them to school. They're making everybody sick. <laughs> hey, let's let's uh, let's all make sure we're on the same page with our messaging here. Yeah, they're, they're definitely <laughs> speaking on behalf of Megan. If your kid's sick, don't bring them to music lesson. That's right. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. That's right. And, you know, it's, you know, I remember back in the day when it was like, hey, if they have a fever, keep them at home. Yeah. If they have a fever, keep them at home. If they have just a little sniffle, 
get your butt to school. Tough it out. Uh, right. th- those days are gone now. Um, yeah. But but I think there's like the pushback people like, oh, we be tough, go to school. Don't uphill go- both ways. Uphill both ways. <laughs> and we were thankful. <laughs> All right, uh, Gary. Before we let you go, okay. Birthday tomorrow. The word is out, I guess. The word's out. All right. Happy birthday, Gary. Thank you very much. Are you going to celebrate? I am. What's interesting is... <laughs> Happy birthday! Thank you! Happy birthday, what is... Gary! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Celebrity signing here. <laughs> this is the preamble... They, they didn't care about a word you said until they found out. <laughs> they're all in. This is the... I'm not ashamed of numbers, so I'll tell you, this is the preamble to next year. Big one? Which is the big 6-0. All right. Let's go. So, And uh, the other thing in my family is my daughter and her husband, their first child, the one they adopted, his birthday is also tomorrow. Hey. That, that so may, that so it's it not fun. Gary's birthday. It's Abel's birthday. That's how it works. You, so he'll you, be four tomorrow. Well, four is a good birthday. Four is a great birthday. <laughs> so, But thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. Uh, he Weekend birthdays are always good. He's Gary Hess. He's in his 50s. We thank him for dropping by. <laughs> Y'all be good. More after this. 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Ten forty seven. It's a Friday. It's a Friday fun day. Michael Phillips alongside our friends JC and Megan. The whole Friday fun crew's here. What up? What up? What up? What up? VCU basketball Sunday. Mark your calendars. Four o'clock game. Three fifteen pregame. Right here on the fan. Rams taking on St. Joseph's. It's sold out at the Siegel Center, so you'll need to catch it right here on the fan. Uh, Robbie and Rodney will have all the action for you. We'll break it down Monday, of course, because that is what we do. UVA, North Carolina, the headliner tomorrow. Also, 4 o'clock tip. We love a 4 o'clock tip. Uh, They are, I don't think they're playing for their tournament lives, but I, I do think they lock it up by getting one of these. They got UNC tomorrow, Duke next Saturday. Get one of those, lock it up, take it to the house. We'll also talk Commander's Draft Pick. That is uh, that is the hot topic with the Combine next week. Uh, aside from March Madness, which is which is full throat, full go, Randolph Macon's off and running. They survived Shenandoah yesterday, 71-68. Uh, Virginia Tech women hosting College Game Day on Sunday. Tons of madness, but we'll talk uh, with Linnell Willingham, all things Commander's Draft, at the top of the hour. J.C., uh, you brought up a topic earlier this week. I've been thinking about you ever since. Yeah. Um, he suggested that uh, drivers who don't use their turn signal, okay. that their car essentially ban them from turning. That if you don't use your turn signal, your car is not legally able to turn. As I support a, this. As a way to get drivers to use their turn signals, right? So she I, I out I out it myself. So every time I'm turning out of my <laughs> driveway and not using a turn signal, I'm thinking about you now. So just know you're always on my mind. <laughs> out of your driveway, uh, I'm that's not a driveway. even. Unless you live off of a main I, road. Well, I mean, like when I I don't always use my turn signal. That's all. That's all. That's all. I, I can't like, say anything. Get into detail. I'd like to assert my Fifth Amendment privilege to not to not continue this <laughs> this fifth. conversation further. But you asked what law I would I would add. I've got it. Mm. Um. Okay. I, we got to we got to ban these crazy bright headlights that people uh, do. Dude, headlight took brightness the words out of my mouth. is yeah. the number one plague in America right now, aside yeah. from COVID, which is an actual plague. They, it's headlight <laughs> brightness. You can't drive at night anymore. No. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> it's awful. It's ridiculous. I I find myself and I don't have <clears throat> uh dim headlights by any means. I don't but like in comparison Here's the mm-hmm. thing. It's like a mag light. To I a don't know light. what kind of headlights I have. 
because I mm. I just have the ones that, that came with the car. Yeah, fair. Um, right. Are they? Are they? Are am I blinding people? I don't know. <laughs> am I supposed to like go stare at them with with my car off? I, that, that feels weird. How would I know? So you can just gauge. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't turn my bright. Pe- I don't think it's people turning their brights on. I think the headlights are just wired yeah. in to be bright. I agree. Is my is my hunch here. No, it's not the it's not the people's fault, it's the manufacturer. Right. Well, mm-hmm. if There's somebody's no using need. their brights, it's their fault. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's happening here. No, I can tell when it's high beams and when it's not. They're just they're just really bright running lights. That's what I'm I think. Like, and oh and like different shades. You got like your blues and your yellows. Yeah. Oh, the blues mess with me. This show's been yeah, looking for like a cause blues. for a while. I think we might have it. Uh, <laughs> I think this show might be anti bright headlight. Uh, I think that's if you don't if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Michael I, Phillips. I think I think we found I think we found our cause here. The crusade begins today. I'll die on the hill. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. At it. Let's you, do you'll it. You'll die on the hill and you'll be well illuminated as you die. <laughs> that's right. Everyone will see. Everybody will see your your demise on the hill because god knows i mean it turns night into day when when a uh you know i've got a highlander behind me yeah <laughs> one of well, these I, new highlanders yeah. i'm also the last person <laughs> in america still driving a sedan um everybody's got a tall car now mm. so you know right. kind of shines shines more at you yeah anyway. what do you drive let's let's put uh, it out there uh it's it's a honda civic but it's the hybrid one uh, the civi yeah what do they call it insight Okay. They call it the insight. But it's just, a, it's just a Civic that's a hybrid. He's doing his part for the environment, ladies and gentlemen. Darn right I am. <laughs> Darn right I am. 50 <laughs> miles per gallon. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Incredible economy. Gas, <laughs> gas prices don't phase me. I was going to say, <laughs> you're, not, you're not feeling that 325, the 350 range. All right. Here's what phases me. Um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, they do math. I don't do math. They do math professionally. <laughs> it's, it's their job. Um, the the same amount of groceries that you could buy for a hundred dollars in tw- at the start of twenty twenty. I hate they, this yeah. already. They do. Yeah, it's twenty twenty four. It's been mm-hmm. four years. Four year anniversary. Of COVID. Happy COVID mm-hmm. anniversary to you. Um, Yay! It, <laughs> 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 happy birthday, Gary. Has happy COVID. Anor- oh, happy COVID anniversary. <laughs> Uh, it the the same bag of groceries that cost you a hundred dollars at the start of twenty twenty yep. now costs a hundred and twenty six dollars. Mm, yeah, I've seen this on TikTok. Yeah, Keep comparing the receipts and stuff. Why? Well, when people insane. are like, the economy's fine. I like, I get that we're all, yeah. we all have jobs. We're all here, but we're not fine. No, That's, let's we're not. stop joking about that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not fine. It's too much money. <laughs> yeah. It's too much money. Everything's uh, too much. At, you, rents too dang much. It's exhausting. Rents, <laughs> rents too dang high. It's I've, exhausting. I see that spray painted all over the place, and I'm yeah. like, I support that graffiti. That, that rent that, is too damn high. That's the political party we can all we can all get behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to a Mexican restaurant the other night, and and we're not going to shame people here. I'm just going to say it's named after a country that serves okay. Mexican food. <laughs> the t- uh, two tacos, the taco plate now costs thirteen ninety nine. What are we doing here? There's too high. <laughs> that is too high of a price for if there, tacos. If there was any place in America that offered refuge, it was Mexican restaurants. Yeah. And, I and, agree. And now we're fading on that count, too. 
Yeah, because I think I was telling you earlier, uh, that's the place that my family would go if we wanted to go out to eat. And, you know, we were kind of like struggling with the finances. Sure, and you're it was on a affordable, budget. Oh. So, like, we would go there when I was younger. Six ninety nine. No. <laughs> get the taco, the enchilada, yep. the rice, the beans, all the chips, salsa yep. you can eat. Right. Was it the Speedy Gonzalez, I believe they called oh that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six- that's like the gringo taco flight. Sure. Right. I don't care if it's a gringo taco. I am a gringo. <laughs> oh, like, I'm not. I'm not dissing a gringo they're, taco. They're hitting their market. Is what they're doing. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean it. It's the the ground beef, shredded lettuce, cheese. For, Let's for go. a hot minute, the trendy thing was um, Mexican street tacos. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Everybody was serving like you know Mexican street tacos. That I, craze kind of died down, didn't it? Because yeah. we want the gringo tacos, right? Because that's what we want. <laughs> I want hard, crunchy shells. Or I want it to get all I either over want a the tortilla place. or a hard shell. I want <laughs> iceberg lettuce. I want a, 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 a tomato that is devoid of any flavor that has been mm-hmm. chopped into evenly sized cubes. Right. Um, and some some shredded cheddar um, out of a bag. <laughs> and, this is the most specific description of a taco <laughs> I've ever heard. Now that is, <laughs> it is accurate. <laughs> yeah. It is so accurate. Spot on, sir. I've noticed you've served, served beans with this. The beans don't have any flavor, do they? No, but we've put cheese on top. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. I accept. All right. I accept your plate here. Now we're talking my language. <laughs> you know, I did tell you the hack before, right? Hard taco, you you get it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Get yourself a soft tortilla to eat the hard taco over top of. Everything spills into <gasps> the soft tortilla. You now have Wait. an extra taco. No, there's a menu item at Taco Bell, right? Right. That's like yeah. the, the gordita... Crunch Supreme or something? Yeah, they I put don't the know. hard taco inside the soft taco. You yeah. can just throw a bunch of those adjectives together. You got a Taco Bell yes. menu item. The uh, crunch, <laughs> cheesy. Don't say we don't teach anything here, Megan. Oh, I'm this, going to get Taco Bell right after this. This is a school of hard knocks right here. <laughs> school of hard shell tacos. School of hard shell I'm taco learning. knocks. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Good to have you guys on board. We got another hour. Take you up to noon. AWOD Radio takes you. Uh, around town in the midday, Grant and Danny drive you home. You know where you are. You're at Richmond's number one place for sports. It's 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. <music> All right, back with more on a Friday fun show, 1118. Thanks for spending your Friday with us. AWOD Radio takes over at noon. Grant and Danny drive you home on the Fan VCU Basketball Sunday, 315. Get here for the pregame show tip at four against St. Joseph's. Chatted with Linnell Willingham yesterday on our sister station, the Team 980 in D.C. That was that conversation. Um, I, I'm I'm curious about what I think will be a steady drumbeat of negative Caleb Williams news coming between now and the draft. Uh, I you know, you throw your hands up like it's inevitable. It's not inevitable, but it, this one feels inevitable because there are so many things working against him. One, you had the regression this year at USC. You got teams trying to influence the trade market either way, right? Trying to get the Bears, you know, to move out of number one. If you're the Commanders, maybe trying to move into number one. Uh, you've got a kid who's not signing an agent, right? Caleb Williams is not going to have an agent for his first contract. And that is absolutely the right way to go, by the way. All an agent's doing on a rookie contract is taking their cut. You, you need that for the second contract when you negotiate, but you don't negotiate the rookie contract. It's it's pre-baked in for you, and his is going to be for a lot of money, too. There's nothing to negotiate there. The, the league the league prints out your salary, you sign on the line, and, and I know agents will say, that's not true. There's all sorts of things and offsets and whatnot, but a guy of Caleb Williams' stature, it's largely true. You can, get a, you can get a lawyer to handle those things 
for an hourly rate that's not 10% of $20 million. Uh, you, you can find a way to do it for cheaper. And, the, and then you bring in an agent or a negotiator when it's time to take care of business in, in four years or ideally in five years when that first contract uh, comes due and comes up. Uh, the other big commander's news, by the way, is the RFK site, and we've been following this off and on. Feels like the big political story right now is is what Ted Leonsis is doing in Alexandria with the Capitals and the Wizards, and and you know we're not sleeping on that. Obviously, I I was the first to tell you that thing's not dead. Everybody's trying to tell you it's dead. I told you it's not dead. You got you stick with me, stick with your guy. It's not dead, uh, not dead yet. But uh, the the. RFK site is quietly winding its way through the halls of power. Um, and we had a bit of a news update on that yesterday, which is that the bill to to change RFK from being a federally owned piece of land to a city owned piece of land uh, will go to the House of Representatives next week. Now, here's where people smarter than me have had to fill me in. It is under suspension, which sounds like a bad thing. Or at least, you know, under a suspension bridge. I don't know. What un- <laughs> what under suspension means is everybody doesn't have to come vote on it. That they can just, like, all say, aye, and then it, it passes. Um, oh, like, okay. Like, you know, most laws we think of, like, everybody is, aye, nay, you know, like they count everybody's vote. Um, they can just sweep it through. They're just counting the yeses. They don't, get, they don't even count. They just say, it's yes, and we move on. All right. Nobody has to attach their name to it. Just consensus, everybody agrees, yes, we keep it moving. Just an auto-pass, then. Yeah. Everybody agrees this is a good thing. Got we're, it. we're not going to spend any time debating it. We're just going to do it and keep it. That doesn't happen often in the halls of Congress, as you might imagine. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Well, this is an easy one, though, because the federal government owns a piece of land that, that the District of Columbia should own. And right. The, the, the federal government pushing around D.C. is a well-documented thing for years, of course. The, sure. the license plates say taxation without representation. They don't have a senator, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but this is an easy one, right? Because Republicans want smaller government. Mm-hmm. What's smaller than not controlling land that you shouldn't have? Uh, and and the Democrats want this development to happen. So, so it seems like an easy one. So it'll go through the House. Then it's got to go through the Senate. Then it's got to go through D.C. City Council. Um, I think you're still several years away from resolution here. But as we said, when uh, when the team sold, when Josh Harris bought the team, the stars are largely aligned here. Uh, everybody who wants something wants the next Commander Stadium to be where RFK is. They are... Everybody sees that this is the best place for a football stadium, the best site for the team... That doesn't mean it will happen uh, because it's it's Congress and wacky things happen and they hold things up for no reason. But it does mean that they've got the stars aligned. They can push this through. I mean, I, I've been told there are renderings of this thing. Uh, that That's how advanced they are in their internal planning on RFK. And I think if the Wizards and Caps leave D.C., that only increases the momentum, increases the pressure for the team to uh, the city to land the team uh so that they're not over on this round of professional sports teams which isn't to say the whiz and caps will happen i still think that'll happen i still think that's more likely than not but if they lose the wizards and the caps the district's got to make the play and get the commanders in 
uh, or you risk going over there. And I think everybody wants it to happen. I think there's enough money in that group. You look at Josh Harris's ownership group wasn't just assembled to buy the team. I think it was it was built with a two billion dollar, three billion dollar stadium neighborhood investment in mind. I think we'll get a chance to see that over the coming months, the coming years. Um, that would be a bit of good news for them offseason. It would be a little little winning off the field right there for Josh Harris and his group because that's a great piece of land, right? Right off the highway, right off the metro, right in the middle of everything. The most intriguing thing to me is if you build the new Commander Stadium in Woodbridge, Dulles, the suburbs, Maryland, Landover, wherever – you're building a 55,000-seat stadium for football games. You're building it to host football games. If you build a stadium smack dab in the middle of Washington, D.C. with a view of the Capitol, are you building a 90,000-seat stadium, a 100,000-seat stadium? I mean, are you trying to build something iconic there, right? Something that will host national championships, Final Fours, Taylor Swifts, all those things. It's uh, You can do that there. You can't say we're in Woodbridge. Come, come see us for this major event in Woodbridge. But right in the middle of D.C., you could play World Cup finals there in the middle of D.C. You could have an Olympics opening ceremony right there, uh, which changes the dynamic for football as well because you can't sell 100,000 tickets every Sunday to Washington Commanders game. That interest level isn't there right now. you got to rebuild to that, and that, that could take years. That may never happen. We're in it. We're in an era now, we talk about this about the Siegel Center all the time, we're in an era now where people go to live sporting events less than they used to. Yeah. They, the people are spending their entertainment dollar more judiciously. The TV's better than it's ever been. TVs are bigger. It surround sounds better. You got 4K. You don't need to go to the game anymore. They're, right. They're all on TV. Well, it also started declining with, you know, we mentioned we mentioned the Viddy earlier. COVID. Do we not say it anymore? Uh, is this a Voldemort could, situation? You could say <laughs> the the virus that must not be named. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that was clearly the the first decline, but then when everything opened back up, it it seemed it I, seems more appealing to do it at home anyway. I don't right? think it's ever coming back to where it was. No. The TV is good. I, look at the Siegel Center. Like it's a Tuesday night, it's a nine o'clock tip against St. Bonaventure. It's on TV. I can get DoorDash and Right. Go to sleep right after it's done. Right. It's high def. I don't have to drive there or home. This is great. <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't think it's ever coming back to where it used to be, but you can host big events there, and that's got to be appealing to Josh Harris if you build a, a showplace stadium in the middle of D.C. That's what's fascinating about, about that development is, do you build for weekly football or do you build for the big events you can get and, and the big things you can do from time? Pokemon conventions, whatever... Whatever it is you kids do these days, whatever it is. I, I've learned both of you are major Pokemon people. Got to catch them all. Yeah. It's not that I, <laughs> I just want to be very all. clear. I'm not anti-Pokemon. I just don't have any knowledge on the subject. It was like right, I will inform right, uh, <laughs> right past that, the time that you would care about yeah. it, I think. That didn't sound like an offer. That sounded like a requirement. Like, sit down, <laughs> shut up. I'm going to teach you a thing or two. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Miss, Miss Luck's got a thing or two to teach you about. We're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna catch them all. Gotta we are. catch them all. That's that's not an odd like you know we're we're learning. <laughs> no, it's not. You should catch them all. It's you gotta. It's an imperative. Yeah. I <laughs> I miss so many. I miss Harry Potter on the first go round. Mm, I referenced that. I sure. Reading, yeah. that, reading, reading that now with my kids. You know, I I've got a I've got a take that I'm brewing 
Taylor Swift is the new Harry Potter in that if you grew up with it, like you caught the arc at the right times and everything made sense. And like, you know, Harry went through like mature adult things when you went through mature adult things. Like that's Taylor, right? Like you've got like 11 year olds (laughs) who are in on Taylor Swift now and they're hearing like champagne proms. It's like, actually, I'm not sure you should be listening to that. Like that's not relevant to your life right now. You're not wrong because I have a student. uh, She's in like elementary school. She's got to be about seven or so. And she was singing uh, Back to December the other day. And I turned around and I'm like, do you know the backstory of the song? And she's like, no. I was like, do you know who Taylor Lautner is? She's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, you should be just... Just, just doing some speak now jams or yeah. something, you know, and, and yeah. running the path. I lived through it. I I, I went like uh, like back to December when that came out. Like I was a fan then, so I got to see her dating, you know, Taylor, and then write the song. And so, yeah. Right. I, I mean, don't think you have to know the boyfriends to know or appreciate the songs. <laughs> that, that's that's I, I don't know. I just think those are you, you know those are those are more general interest kind of. It's situation. just interesting. But like even back to December, she's wearing the big purple dress. You yeah. know, and so like you know that's she can know that song. Yeah. But like midnight's like vigilante stuff. Like yeah. all right, I don't know about. That, I don't, I don't want you little, cheer dancing yet. It gets like, a little iffy. <laughs> not, not a cheer dancing age yet. We don't need to do that yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I can't judge the kids uh, with the Taylor Swift. I was twelve mm-hmm. years old rapping Eminem like mm-hmm. I meant it. <laughs> and like I knew what he was going through or talking about. I had no idea. That's uh that, that's that's another whole Yeah. Everybody wants to listen to stuff older older than they are. The, exactly. the parental advisory sticker, all all the things. Absolutely. Anarchy. Mm. Anarchy. I rebel. Uh, Anarchy? Nope. <laughs> just college basketball. Just a big uh big week as we get ready for March Madness. We'll break it down for you. Big weekend ahead. That's on the other side of this. You're listening to nine ten, the fan, not one oh five one FM. All right. Uh, here's the situation. Here's the situation right now. It's MP on the mic, 910 The Fan, 1051 FM. Uh, there's a guy who works in our building, Rick. Uh, Rick's a good guy. We like Rick. Um, he's DJ Rick before the games at the Seagull Center. Did you know that? He's got an alter ego? No. Yeah. Rick from downstairs. He DJs the block party before VCU basketball game. Oh, that's fun. They're doing a block party Sunday. Come on down. Awad will be there doing his pregame show. Uh, 315 Sunday afternoon, uh, 4 o'clock tip. Um... But Rick got, so he'd been asking for like some VCU swag, some stuff to wear, you know, some stuff to, you know, when he rep VCU as he's doing it. Um, and, you know, I, I work in the media, yeah, free things. Yeah, my hand's up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam here, big VCU guy, as you know, he's got the Black and Gold Fan Podcast. Like, yeah, some swag, that'd be great. The day they delivered the swag, the VCU swag, neither of us were there. You look confused, JC. All right, we're good. Um, they 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 gave DJ Rick some VCU swag, and uh, the we weren't there for it. And, and he's been he's been kind of holding it over our heads ever since. You know, look, he, he just sent an email, he, he pumping up the block party for for Sunday. Come on down there, three 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 to four before the game. He said, this is the nicest jacket I've ever worn. That I don't know if it is or it isn't, but it. But it this this nonsense has to end here. I'm calling for an official end to the nonsense <laughs> from DJ Rick. From DJ Rick, he'll be sp- he'll be spinning Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Sunday at three. I keep thinking say, college basketball. It's normally on Saturday. This one's on Sunday. We're two okay. days away. Uh, he just rubbing in the swag. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have the swag, but he's really rubbing in the swag. Are you going to show up with the swag? Well, I got to get swag first. <laughs> I'm swagless. I have no swag. <laughs> It seems um, like a personal problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I got a T-shirt the other day when, we were, when it was retro night. Yeah. I got I got the VCU graffiti shirt. It's a nice yeah. shirt. It's a nice shirt. I love any time they do the T-shirt giveaways. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody puts it on. Everybody's wearing the same color. That's I think cool. I think that's a great look like at the that. Seagull Center. Uh, VCU basketball Sunday at four. And look, my problem with the team this year has been closing games. But they didn't open the game great the other day either. Uh, are we good to play Ryan Odom here? Uh, we are good to play Ryan Odom. This is Ryan Odom on uh, on fixing those slow starts uh, as they take on a, a, a pretty talented team here in St. Joseph's. Not to say that we haven't started slow in other games, but we've been able to minimize the run, you know, as opposed to like being down seventeen to two. And that's a tough uh, that's a tough ask, you know, to come back from that. That's uh, that's VCU coach Ryan Odom. Seventeen to two was a tough ask. They almost did it too. They almost found a way to come back against UMass. They had it to 10. I thought they were playing well. The the lapses crept back up, though, and that's no disrespect to UMass. I, I like Frank Martin. I like that team. I think he's a good coach. I think there's a lot of good coaching talent in the A-10 right now. Travis Ford is also a coach in the A-10. There, there's a lot of good coaching talent, though, and, and Frank Martin had his guys ready to play, and when VCU cut it to 10, he got it He got it rolling again. Uh Hey, 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 Wad, what is in by text? I cannot believe Rick tagged us in that email. I can. Rick's a, DJ Rick DMV, his entire life right now is about rubbing in that he has swag and I do not have swag. That, that's the entirety of DJ Rick, Rick's situation right now. He he does a great job. He brings the hype. He gets the crowd going. Same as AWOD does. AWOD gets that Commonwealth Club rolling. But AWOD doesn't have swag. Your boy MP doesn't have swag. You miss one day. You miss, You go to Vegas one time. One Bud Light big game week. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're swagless. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Stripped of your swag. Yeah, no swag. <laughs> no swag. It's a full zero. Um, VCU, though, I I think the closing the games is a big thing. I know Awad will do keys to victory today. And, and I just think that's a, that's a big thing for VCU as we get ready for Brooklyn. Um, not having Bamisil in the starting lineup, I wonder how much that impacts you. Like, could you get Bamisil going in the first four minutes, that's not your ideal lineup, right? Your starting lineup, that means something. Those are your five. Those are the guys you ride with. And I don't think Joe Bam is in that five. But kind of like how baseball coaches now talk about starting the game with a closer, right? Because you're getting the best part of the lineup. Can you get Joe Bam on early? Can you get him making some baskets early? Uh, and that's no disrespect to Bear Stowe, because we all love the Bear. But he's a little too hot and cold for me. And that's not a that's not a Joe Bam, you know, solution necessarily. He can go cold, but when he's hot, he can pour him in in a hurry. And and it may be time to train out some of that defense for some of that offense. Uh, get off to quicker starts. The closing the games, you're going to need that in Brooklyn. Uh, can this team win three games in three days? That's a big question we're going to ask about BCU going into Brooklyn. Can they win three in three days? Uh, they're they're inconsistent. But I think they match up well against a lot of these teams. I would love to see a strong outing against St. Joseph's. Build a little momentum, then we're a week away. Next Saturday, uh, David Teal and I were texting about this. Not to name drop, but you, uh, Rick's yes, got swag. Rick's got swag. <laughs> I'm texting David Teal. So what? David Teal gets to call his shot and go to whatever basketball game he wants every Saturday. Right. He's living everybody's best life. Right. Um, should I go down to, he said, should I go down to Cameron for Duke against UVA, a game that will be chock full of implications, or 
go to the Robbins Center for for UR VCU, which is always a treat. Yeah, um, both great games. He I, was asking you this. We, we uh, asking bounce, your opinion. I, he wasn't like going to do whatever I said, right? Like, but he's just bouncing it off. Yeah, you know, I'm like, we're just having conversation. What What would you do? Which I, one would you choose? I would I would wait it out and see if UVA is going to need it. If UVA loses tomorrow and then UVA loses if if they if they don't win if they lose their next two I think they might need Cameron to make the tournament right um Cameron with stakes that's too juicy to avoid sure in a in a situation where UVA takes care of business uh I I would go to URVCU it's it's the biggest regularly scheduled sporting event in this town for sure uh, with apologies to NASCAR which is also very big <laughs> it's URVCU um, men's basketball, UR versus VCU, is the number one tentpole sporting event in this city. Yep. If you Spiders, say, Rams. Where, where are you going? To, and apologies to Parney and his gang, who make every night special at the Diamond. But there's no equivalent of that rivalry, right? That's no, like, just a different The Erie Seawolves right? are in town. I'm fired up, man. We've got to beat the Erie Seawolves today. <laughs> Can't stand the Erie Seawolves. Like, there no, that the passion just burns so red hot in that rivalry. Did I ever um, mention my stepdad is from Erie? You're, yes, um, <laughs> Erie. We started. Were you around that first week when Awan picked the fight with the Erie radio announcer? Yeah, yeah. We we started. <laughs> yeah. We started my tenure with a bang, and I'll stay. And we've been rolling ever since. Yes, sir. Look at that. They keep having me back every day. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, there's just there's nothing there's nothing like that where you know the the characters make themselves of the VCU fan, the hipster, and the UR fan. You know the. <laughs> The rich West Ender with a monocle or whatever, you know. The silver spooners, yeah. You know. the, the soft golf clap after every basket, right? That's not who they are at all. <laughs> and that's not who VCU fans are at all either. Like, right. There's people with money who attend VCU games. That's amazing. I've seen bag. the ticket prices. There's a lot of people with money who attend VCU games. Right. Um, but the characters lend themselves so nicely. And there's no football equivalent, you know. I If you want good football, you got to drive to Blacksburg, to Harrisonburg, to Charlottesville. Yeah. Um, you know, you are just you are William and Mary's probably your signature game there, right? But that's only here every other year. That's mm-hmm. the one, and this this year is going to be particularly juicy because you're you're playing two teams that are you know right now on the wrong side of the bubble pretty far, but still really good teams. Um, those can be some of your best games. Those are both these are both good teams. You are a good team. VCU is a good team. When they match up. It's going to be a fun game, notwithstanding whatever you know, affront to peach baskets that was for the first ten minutes last time when nobody made a basket. Right. We'll do better this time. We'll do better this time. I I, I feel it. Uh, UNC at Virginia tomorrow at four. That's your headliner. Uh, Virginia Tech at Pitt tomorrow five thirty. As we run down the slate here, kind of over the Hokies. I'm kind of all in on the on the Lady Hokies at this point. Uh, I think uh, I think we're cutting bait with the men. That's safe. Uh, which means they'll no. It means they'll prove me wrong. Anytime I say, "Oh yeah, Alex Ovechkin's done." Yeah. Uh, anytime I say something like that, like run to the window, get your Virginia Tech basketball futures right now. Right. Uh, that, that's a lock. <laughs> MP uh, says Ovi's. As soon as I as soon as I say somebody's done, they are very much alive. Yeah. Uh, Tech women Sunday against North Carolina. College game day is going to be there. Ton of fun. Ton of juice around women's basketball right now. Send out what is uh, obviously Kenny Brooks's best class. Uh, Amor Kitley, all all that crew uh, going to be a ton of fun down there in Blacksburg. Before it's going to be a crazy fun NCAA tournament, right? You know, so much name recognition. So many big teams. You're going to have in the women's tournament historically. The Final Four has been where the action is because every year you can say pretty confidently, 
these three teams will be there, these four teams will be there. Uh, the Sweet 16 this year is going to be like the Final Four. If you're picking teams that you say will know, you'll know they'll be somewhere, you're sending them to the Sweet 16. There's more than four, and I think there's probably closer to 16 than there are four this year. Very fun year out there. All right, we got one more segment this week before we shut it down for the weekend. We'll cross talk with Awad. That's my guy. He'll be on the air next. This is 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 